0: Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 25, September 17th, 2022. Happy Constitution Day. So glad you could make it. This one is called Making Bacon Pancakes. Maybe you'll know about that already. Maybe you'll find out later. A little bit of a different format this week. Oh. Jumping straight into halftime. Just a, a bunch of random stuff that I had. Been thinking about this week that I wanted to put in this first little part. It's all kind of halftime material, uh, and then we'll dive in kind of deep during the second half. <clears throat> so just a bunch of random things for this making bacon pancakes episode twenty-five. I mentioned attention, and what's the difference between intention and attention? Last week, and this week I was thinking about the way that we phrase it, pay attention. And unfortunately, when I looked it up, um, the etymology didn't quite give me what I had hoped that it would. Uh, Pay attention back then didn't really have to do with cost of any sort. Um, But still, I think it's worth thinking about, what does it cost us when we pay attention? what what cost is worth paying attention? Perhaps there you go. Another thing that I was uh, looking up and thinking about this week was voicemail. Uh, M a l e. That is the acapella group. Uh, one of the acapella groups, but one of the best ones up at App State. And Sam tried out, made the made the squad. Uh, he was one of four that made it out of about seventy something. Um, and he actually got the the solo for their performance that's coming up October 7th up in Boone. Takes me back that when he was a freshman, he got the solo for Tonal Spectrum as well, and uh, that's when he laid down Speechless. Um, that was pretty awesome. This time they're singing Save Myself by Ed Sheeran, and I had to look that one up and listen to the song, and uh, it's uh, kind of a, I don't know, sad and somber tune, but but it fits the theme of their concert, because their concert is raising awareness and raising money for men's mental health um and so that's a obviously uh, a big need and something that we should be more aware of and more conscious of uh, but give that one a listen, and hopefully I'll be able to get a recording of of that solo and and that performance by voicemail. I looked up Patagonia as well. I don't think I have any patagonia stuff i'm not really a vest guy and i'm not really a mountain hiker guy at least yet been really thinking about getting into that but the guy you know what the founder just gave away billions or gave away the shares to his company and and says that earth is our only shareholder and set up the company for the next 50 years in a in a trust of some sort where They will continue to battle climate change and, um, you know, protecting the Earth's resources and stuff like that. So when I heard that, I did. I went right away to their website and looked and uh, see what kind of stuff I might want to buy from Patagonia. I haven't gotten, uh, I haven't pulled that trigger yet, but uh, you might see me in Patagonia. I might be a Patagonia guy uh, here pretty soon. Speaking of Boone, uh, at least back a couple ones ago. McAdoo's in Boone is a restaurant I looked up because when I went up to see Sam, I I wanted to eat with him there. And it was as good as I remember. Sarah and I used to drive to Boone just to eat at McAdoo's. I mean, before the kids were born, maybe we took Sam with us when he was little because he did like to drive. That's when he was most chill as a baby. But uh, you know, we would drive up and eat at McAdoo's. I would always get the uh, the chicken cordon boo, and um, it was always good. And then we would just drive home. Like, we didn't go up and spend time. I'm not a mountain hiker guy, you know. But uh, that that's how much we would just love to drive and also go up to Boone. This time, I didn't get the chicken cordon boo. I got, I don't remember. I should have looked it up to see what the name of it was. But it was a turkey sandwich and it was on rye bread. And I'm not really someone that usually goes for the rye bread, but I think I might've be sold on it, you know, and it apparently is is really healthy. So I was good for that, man. This next one, how, how about Instagram and this past week with the stories, you know, just jumping out and having the volume all, all on. And so you couldn't be sneaking and listening and and scrolling through your stories while you're not supposed to be looking at your phone and and the sandwiches come on. And uh, I looked that up about four or five days in a row and finally Instagram fixed it. So thank you for making my life a lot better now that I can um, watch my stories in peace without having to hear all the music and stuff. Um, I looked up best vacuum for wood floors. I, I know what the best one is. I know the best one is a rainbow. And I don't want to spend that much money on one for myself. And also, honestly, I don't want to have to sit through somebody coming into my house and telling me all the good things about a rainbow. Um, But, oh, man, what an awesome machine. And actually, I have one for this weekend. My mother-in-law let me borrow hers for this weekend. So it's just one of those things where if you walk on the wood floors barefooted, after you've used the rainbow, it's just a whole different level of experience, um, and I really can't wait uh, to find out. I do love, I do love cleaning, and especially vacuuming. It's a great, a great thing. I looked up letters to Cleo. This is funny because we were watching Parks and Rec, and I don't know if you've ever watched Parks and Recreation, but if you haven't, you should. And if you have, you should watch it again. It, uh, it's way better. It's way better than The Office for me. I, I really like The Office, and The Office has some good parts. And, and is good in parts, but Parks and Rec is just phenomenal. And But there's this, you know, they do the concert at the end. They do this concert, and Letters to Cleo is playing. And Ben Wyatt, the character who I identify with, is, um, like, just mouthing the words. And, and the lead singer looks over at him and smiles at him. And anyway, it's just a great scene, if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then anyway. I never really listened to Letters to Cleo, but I looked up that song. I still don't listen to Letters to Cleo. But anyway. I I do realize, though, the other day, speaking of letters to Cleo, is that I was cruising, cruising the strip in my hometown of Boiling Springs, uh, going through the stoplight. uh, You know, the one. Um, And I had my windows down and my sunroof open. I've got a pretty sweet ride. It's a 2022 Toyota Camry with the XP. And, you know, I mean, like I I was listening to my music really loud and I realized I was kind of leaned over to the side like we would cruise the strip maybe back in the day at the beach or something like that and what i realized i was blaring at that moment as i was cruising leaned over to the side was natalie merchant and so i realized i was going hard right there um i've been looking into getting some lion's mane which is a a mushroom That's supposed to have all the really good effects for you. I don't. I never really ate mushrooms like to to eat. I don't think I can digest them very well. I don't know. Anybody got experience with the lion's mane supplements or, you know, whatever? I read a lot of good things about them. I've gotten some good recommendations from people who I trust. But I don't know, man. Let me know what you think about the lion's mane supplements, or if you've even heard of them. Just a couple of more. Um, here in this really long introductory halftime, I looked up the U.S. Open ball boy ball person uniforms. Um, we love watching tennis, man. We watch so much tennis. We watched almost all of Wimbledon, and we watched almost all of the U.S. Open. Even though some of those matches went late into the night, uh, but the but the Ralph Lauren the polo uh, ball ball person uniforms. What color is that patch on the side? Is it red? Is it orange? I can't tell. And I kept trying to decide, and I almost wanted to buy one just to see. But it's Ralph Lauren, and they were not um, within my price range. Um, Tennis. Oh, man, tennis is life. The last one is, how do you say this? What is the past tense of text? When you sent someone a text a few minutes ago or a while ago, do you say I texted them? My mom says I text them and I've heard other people say that. And texted sounds weird and cumbersome. Text, I don't know. There's got to be a different we got to come up with a we got to come up with a past tense for text and so that's your assignment for um, for this week. you got to let me know what what the past tense of text is. All right, so how about that for a 10 minute introductory half time making words not mean anything? But we are going to dive in a little deep here, and so I hope you stick with me because it's going to kind of get dark for a second uh, uh, before I hope it gets lighter. But a, a poll came out this week showing, and I've seen this before, I, I teach, I use this from the past couple years as I teach AP Government and Civics, but a poll came out this week showing that less than half. Of Americans, fewer than half of Americans can name the three branches of government. Now, self-check: Can you? But less than half can name the three branches of government, and way less than that can name the freedoms listed in the First Amendment. Not surprisingly, though, the right to bear arms was one that has increased in knowledge for people who think uh, what they think about what's in the First Amendment. Uh, Of course, that's not in the First Amendment. So I did. I had a bit of a teacher identity crisis this week. Sometimes I I see the kids walking through the halls in the morning, and this question just washes over me. You know, what are we doing here? What is the purpose? And I looked up some views on that. I looked up what is the purpose of school, and there's some pretty inspirational quotes that you can find. Um, maybe from ACSD. I think was a was a good one. But I looked up some views. What are we doing here? What's the purpose? And that just continued my spiral down because I realized how much reform we really do need in the education system. Like, how do we reach the different levels of kids, the, the, the multiple layers up and down, across, I mean, so many, so many needs and so much to be done. Now, I I was able to shake it off a bit and I was feeling good about getting back to the basics. Sometimes, you know, I assume too much. I assume too much about what the kids know because I know it and I I forget, you know, I I lose my theory of mind and and, and I assume too much. But this poll helped break me out of that, you know, okay. So I was going to get back to the basics and I was just talking about the levels of government with my 10th graders, you know, just breaking it down. What are the three branches? What are the levels of government, national, state, and local? And they were asking me great questions. And you know about being mayor, and they 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 like to try to understand what's going on. It's a personal connection for them because they have me as a teacher as well. And so you know, it was it was a good thing. Um, and 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 I was getting back in the groove. And then, like, I just had this real negative incident in class from, um, you know, between a couple of my kids that I had to deal with, and you know, some tough discipline, and and back into the funk, I went. Then the next day working through the principles of the US Constitution again, trying to recover and trying to get back into the good teacher mode. I was I was talking about the principles of the US Constitution, separation of powers and and federalism and checks and balances and popular sovereignty, etc. And we were having pretty good engagement and and the kids were kind of getting into it and asking some good questions and you know I asked if they thought we would ever see a time when people would be willing in this country to forego Elections and let go of checks and balances and like maybe just go with the president for life if there was some, somebody that was really popular. And a good handful of students, like more than five, openly admitted that they would give those things up for Trump. And I explained that situation would lead to an autocracy at best. I mean, if you're just going to say, hey, Congress, you can go home. I'll be president from here on. Then we end up with an aut- autocrat like, and potentially a dictatorship. I mean, we end up with Vladimir Putin. And their remark was, yeah, but Trump isn't like that. And it was for a moment like this that the word flabbergasted was invented. So yeah, the the funk, the questioning, the doubting. And I have to mention here that that election day is just over 50 days away. I think it's 51 days from today, from September 17th. It's November 8th. And I did some readings. A headline popped up and I clicked on it. And I did some reading on Lauren Bobert. I think she says her name, Bobert, And the rise of the so-called Christian nationalists. And I was getting into reading about what they think. Um, like about how they're ushering in. The second coming. Anyway, like, look, I've, I've got my criticisms of the woke mobs, too. So don't think you can put me in the box, political party or label me on your special Enneagram chart or whatever. Like, I, I've got my thoughts on a whole lot of this stuff. And, and, and it. I don't mean to just boil it down to one person, but but this was the article I was reading. I mean, the rise of this movement is not only worrisome because of the theocratic implications for our system of government but for me the way that it paints the faith and the depressing almost breathtaking reality of how many so-called good church folks are buying into this mess bobert standing there with her holster visible you know speaking to a group of folks about ushering in the second coming of christ about how it's 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 imminent and it's our role it's our privilege she says to stand up for all these things? Like, do, do you think there's ever even a brief moment of reflection from folks like this on, on how, how, they, how the folks in the Old Testament, how the people in, I'm sorry, in the in the New Testament, how they thought it was going to go down the first time around? Like, that's what they thought. They thought they were ushering in a takeover of government. That's what they thought. They thought that the, the the Messiah had come, so that so that he would then take down the Romans and and establish the the kingdom. And 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 we have the opportunity, like we have the uh, the the benefit, the gracious benefit, to be able to look back on that and realize, oh yeah, that's what Jesus was saying. That they got that wrong. they, they had it upside down, and yet here we are again, thinking, oh yeah, but this time. You know, as the church sign says, uh, Jesus said, I'm coming back a long time before, or I'll be back a long time before Arnold did. Like, what? (sighs) It's baffling. Maybe flabbergasted. Works there, too. So, yeah, anyway, Election Day is just over 50 days away. So please, please, please take off your partisan blinders. Let's move this thing back towards the middle, back towards some semblance of sanity. At least away from the edges. Take your stands. That's fine. You know, I got these kids who just know they don't like Joe Biden, but they don't have any clue about why. They don't have any clue. It's just, it's, ah. Uh. Anyway, I guess I needed to get that out. But I do get bogged down sometimes. I can't reach all the kids. I can't. I, I Even though I really wish I, I could, like I I have this. I guess maybe it's a, an issue. Maybe it's a problem that I feel like I can, that I can reach them all, you know. But but maybe it's just that I can't see that I am. I have to remember my faith, you know. I have to remember that that the ripples are real. That that planting sequoias is, is worth it. That even though I may not see the impact of these ripples or see the development of these giant majestic trees, it's worth making them. But then you know I teach African American history and I have it fourth period which is um, the, de- the time of day when kids are really energetic and ready to go. And so a couple of days ago I just sat there and they were they were doing their their, their seat work that we start with to, to kind of instigate um, conversation. but I didn't jump in the mix this day because they were sitting there talking, amongst themselves because one of their friends at a different school uh was shot and whatever man it, was it gang related was it you know i don't know i don't know i know it was a human being that's what i know we can talk about all the other stuff there's some things that need to be changed there's some problems that we have whatever that's fine let's sit down and debate it but don't just write someone off because you can say that it was gang related or whatever That's my opinion. It's my belief, I guess. But anyway, they were just sitting there, you know, and talking. And first they were talking about all that kind of stuff. And I don't remember exactly how the the conversation turned, but they were talking about how my mom's side knows how to get the money and knows how to get that money and whatever it is. And they were all kind of joking, and laughing about that. And then somebody said, "But my dad's side is all up in that church life, you know. Oh, he's there on Wednesday night. And he's there on Sunday." And they all kind of transitioned into that. I mean, it's six or seven kids, but it's five or six kids sitting around talking about this kind of stuff. And then they just began to talk about stories about how if you had your phone out, you were going to get smacked at the end of uh, at the end of church by grandma, and you better be paying attention. And how long it lasted, and when you better eat. And I mean, just telling stories from when they were kids telling how they used to run around playing in the dirt, playing football, and all this kind of stuff. So I just let them go. And then about halfway through class, I called those five out, the five that were the main ones talking. I told them to come outside with me, which is typically a thing that teachers will do when kids are in trouble. And so they were like, oh man, they they all got probably their uh, sympathetic nervous systems kicked in and they were they were wondering what was about to happen. But but my neighbor across the hall, uh, Mr. Manning's class, he, he's got fourth period planning. So it was empty. So I just took him in there. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm sorry about y'all's guy. I really am. You know, I, it makes me sad. And I told him that, you know, this is one of the best days of class that we have, have had because I was able to listen to their stories. And I just wanted them to know that I was sitting there. I just wanted them to know that I hear them. And I told them that. And that was a good day. And that night we went to tennis at Hunter Huss. And Sydney played a tough match in singles and lost two in love. But she played really well. She's the number one seed. So she's always going to draw the best competition. But then when they played doubles... Against the number one and their number three, Sid and her her partner Taylor, they were down triple match point. They were down love 40, all right? Uh, Or really, they were down uh, 40 love, I believe the other team was serving. Either way, the other team had triple match point. Sid and Taylor saved all three, forced it to deuce, got down again, add in. It was a fourth match point that they overcame, and then came back and won three games in a row or two games in a row um, to win the match 9-7. to Yeah. And then the next morning, I got to go read to some kids at Springmore. I'm the mayor of Boiling Springs. I'm a teacher. I'm really trying to help push this PALS literacy initiative. We've got to teach kids how to read, how to be literate in this uh, century, in this decade with all of the information that's out there. So I got to go read to the kids at Springmore and I got to tell them about um, being mayor. And they are like, oh man, second graders, man, telling me that I need to lower the taxes on groceries, get gas prices to come down. I told them, I was like, oh man, they're coming down. You just watch. They're going to come down a little bit more. And when they do, you just remember that I did that. But these kids just, you know, one little girl just chopping my knee, telling me she was an alligator. Second graders have a different level of energy, man, that's for sure. But I got to read them this book about the itty-bitty frog or something like that. And I used my frog voice, and even though it was different every time, and the kids definitely called me out on it. But I used my little tiny bird voice and my mama bird voice, and it was just great. It was just great. And I look forward to doing that on a weekly basis. And I I posted some pictures of it on Facebook. And maybe this is a testament to believing in myself because I wouldn't, uh, I'd I'd be hesitant to say something like this in the past. But when I saw the comments and the shares on that particular Facebook post from students that I have had over the past couple decades. And these students that were posting and sharing and commenting on this thing, they're from all different backgrounds. You know, it's not just people who look like me who are in AP classes. It's not just those students that my ripples have had an impact on that, you know. It was people from all different backgrounds, different races, different ethnicities, different socioeconomic levels. Kids who went on to college to study to study psychology because they had my class. Kids who didn't go to college, but who remember me and see me at Ingalls. And tell me, I mean, that's, yeah, that was cool, man. So the next day I gave the kids, yesterday I gave the kids a fairly relaxed day in class. I mean, we were all wiped out Friday. My AP government kids, are they're creating a How a Bill Becomes a Law project. And they're going to make Mr. Good sing a song, a Christmas song. and, And one of them was rapping, making bacon pancakes, which I don't know where it comes from. They showed me the YouTube, but I don't know. One of them was beatboxing. It sounded great. And they were playing Melt the Snowman, which is our version of Hangman because it's more fun. And every time you would get one wrong, one of the students would play the, the Seinfeld theme. Then after school, we had the buzz. We came home. It was homecoming. So we had the buzz of, of Sydney getting her makeup on and ordering pizza early on and figuring out how we're going to get to you know to the game and who's going to drive. There's a parade and and all the people were at my house, you know, grandparents, and friends, and all that kind of stuff, and Sam was home, and came home, he drove home from Boone, um, just to escort Sydney. and he was in the house, and he was singing along to the playlist I had going, which, whew, that almost got me, okay, it got me, um, and, you know, because hearing his voice in the house was just beautiful, and Sid, and, uh, Sam and I, we went by to see Pop, you know, to let, uh, to see Pop at, at his house, so he could see Sydney all dolled up, all dressed up. And he was out there sitting in the sun. You know, he gets cold. He gets cold. And so he uh, was out sitting in the sun, and he was reading the next Frederick Buechner book that he got his hands on. He loved uh, Alphabet of Grace so much. And uh, I guess that's where I get it from. When you find something you like, he keeps going for it. And that's especially true with books. And we pulled up and, you know, he, he showed us how he's got his Bob Ross shirt on, you know. Of course, he got his new one. But he showed us how his hair was falling out from the radiation and um, he's pretty much all the way bald. He's, he made some classic comments. He's still full of himself, you know, just like he always has been. Some classic comments about how good, how, how good Sydney looked and, 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 and how she better stay in the house or whatever, you know, how the other girls just fall to go home pop you know he talked to sam some about college and when we were heading out man you know what pop broke down he broke down in tears he wanted us to know he wanted sydney to know how much he wished he could come to the game to see her but he just you know he just doesn't have the strength currently and he's always been that way with tears i remember it from you know, my rehearsal dinner from my brother Josh's rehearsal dinner, like for, from Jody's wedding. I just remember, like, there are times when the emotion just gets too much for him and he can't hold it back anymore. And then when he begins to cry, he tries to talk and it just doesn't work. And I'm just like that because there's so much. There's so much to pop. There's so much depth and passion and beauty and goodness and pain and longing and hope, and sadness, and mystery. And Pop said, I love you, to Sidney. That's about all he could muster. That's about all he could get out through his tears. And Sam and Sidney hugged him. And words fail often, you know, but Pablo Neruda's poem comes in handy here. Because to me, this is the best way to capture this depth of love. Neruda says, I don't love you as if you were a rose of salt, Topaz or arrow of carnations that propagate fire. I love you as one loves certain obscure things, secretly, between the shadow and the soul. I love you as the plant that doesn't bloom, but carries the light of those flowers, hidden within itself. And thanks to your love, the tight aroma that arose from the earth lives dimly in my body. I love you without knowing how, or when, or from where. I love you directly, without problems or pride. I love you like this because I don't know any other way to love, except in this form in which I am not, nor are you. So close that your hand upon my chest is mine. So close that your eyes close with my dreams. And I'm so glad we had that moment with Pop where he could express that. And then homecoming, we went to the parade, and, and, and I mean the parade around the track, and Sydney walked the walk on the field in her radiance, her magic and glory. And she was escorted by Sam, you know, and I got to announce the whole thing from the press box, and I slipped into the script about the tennis match the night before, and it was truly grand. As the Averett brothers sing, what more is tomorrow than another day? Who cares about tomorrow? What more is tomorrow than another day when you've swept me away? And today I wake up and I, I got to watch game day and, and, and mountain music was playing when it came on because they're in Boone and I got to try and to see my kid who had driven down last night, driven back up to Boone, camped out. He hasn't slept in about 25 hours, um, is living the dream. I know he'll crash at some point, but he's 18, so he's good to go. And Sydney and... And her girls are playing tennis and and, and having lunch together and Isaac's with his boy and they're playing tennis and then it's kickball today. And and Sarah's working at an event with Trio where she's the director and, and is helping kids who are low income and first generation college prospects do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember why. I remember the purpose. I remember what we're doing here. This, of course, has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Wall of Belief, the Magic Rock. And we've got a new sponsor this week, the Token of Hope with the inscription this too shall pass given to me by the dearest of friends more on this new sponsor in the coming weeks the token of hope don't forget to believe y'all and be live peace my friends